Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I did just say y'all. I live in Boston, Massachusetts. I've been here for 20 years now, I think. Yes, because I'm going to my college reunion on Friday from the Rhode Island School of Design, and it will have been 20 years. But I am from New Orleans, and we did say y'all there. And every once in a while, it just hops out, especially on these gray New England days when I guess I'm wishing I was in warmer weathers. Okay. Welcome and welcome to all you newcomers. We are experimenting with something new. It has been a whole week of this, so it hasn't been that long. It's a 12-week experiment that I'm doing because I love 90 days. I love the idea of 12 weeks of coming on air three times a week instead of the usual one. What this means is that every Wednesday, we have an interview with amazing people who are talking about food or lifestyle or spirituality or work, and we're diving into how they fit that into their lives so that we can then be inspired to fit similar practices into ours. Every once in a while on Wednesday, I come on with a solo episode as well. On Mondays, we are trying a Q&A. But I am not just on the other side, went, 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 answering questions, or I hope that's not what it sounds like. I have been bringing on guests. So right now, the amazing Megan Flat, who is an amazing coach for Mama CEOs, is joining me on this podcast to dive into your questions. Any questions about work and productivity and planning? It's just really fun to have two heads figuring out the answers to a question. So I hope that you love this series. We're definitely going to have Megan on for the next 10 weeks. If you have a question, you can ask it by going to plansimplemeals.com slash ask. And then on Fridays, I'm doing these little mini episodes. And for the moment, they're going to be doable changes. I'm going to dive into doable changes. And instead of just mentioning a doable change, like we do at the end of most episodes, we're going to go into what it would look like to actually schedule that doable change so that you actually end each episode. You can go over to the blog and download it. You actually have a checklist so that you can put that thing into action in your life. Last week, we kicked off with school lunches, so make sure that you go find that checklist. It's a great one. There's some worksheets in that packet. There's a whole school lunch packet, and there's worksheets and some recipe ideas, and that checklist I talked about, it's a really good one. So I hope that you go find that and love it. You just go to plansimplemeals.com slash podcast. You'll see the episode. You can click on it, and in there, you will see the, the printable icon and you click on it. You don't even have to opt in. You just download it and you can go to work making school lunches feel amazing and way easier. All right. And so that's sort of like the three times a week thing. Now, why am I doing this? A couple of reasons. I have content coming out my ears. I know I've written a best-selling book. I know I've written a book and I am working on another one. But the truth is, is 
I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I did write a book somehow, but I'm dyslexic and it's hard to write. And I seem to be able to hop on this microphone and share things. And the writing part was kind of getting in the way. So I wanted to see if this was a way to share more with you guys on a more regular basis. So that's sort of part one. Part two is it's an experiment of reach. Um, somebody told me that if you produce more podcasts, potentially you reach more people. And so I'm trying that out, seeing if that works. I'm giving it again, the 12 weeks, seeing if that experiment works. Now, besides coming on more frequently, the thing that we could really use help with in reaching more people is that iTunes also has some algorithms, of course. And one of the things that really helps us reach more people is when we have ratings and reviews. So if you are loving what you're hearing, we would love for you to go rate and review the podcast. And you pretty much have to really love what you're hearing because it, iTunes does not make it easy to go rate and review. I know this, but you can Google it and you will get a step-by-step -step instructions of how to do it. Basically, you have to search for the podcast, even if it's on your playlist, you have to search for it again find the podcast. And when you see the podcast reviewed in that listing, you should see a way to leave a review. It's really funny. It, you can't do it from your own feed. So if it's at all confusing, just please um, consult Google. Google always has good answers for us. All right. So that is rating and reviews. That really helps us. I have this goal of getting up to 100 by the end of the year. I believe we're in the 30s. I'm actually going to start reading some of them in future podcasts. So get excited about that. And the other way that you can really help us reach more people is just share the podcast. What I have found with us mama types is that there's some of us who are diehard listeners. We listen to podcasts. We listen to our audible books. Um, we're always listening to something. And if you are that person, you know how much it changes your life, right? It's this ability to get in extra information, to learn, to grow um, right through the earbuds in your phone. And really, they've changed my life. I've learned so much. I, I've, That's how I learned how to you know, write my book, how to launch a Kickstarter campaign. I've learned so much about food and nutrition. I, I've just learned so much through podcasts. I couldn't imagine life without it. But there's many people who don't even know that this modality exists yet. So share it with your friends, share the idea of a podcast, share how you listen to it, um, and share a couple of your favorites, and maybe this will be among them. All right, you guys, it's time to dive into the question. So we got a listener question today. It's a great one. So let's just listen to Angela's question, and then Megan and I are going to dive into our answers on it. All right, you guys. Hi, I'm Angela. My blog started... Um, really before blogging as a business was even a thing. Pinterest didn't exist, so my photos didn't matter at that time. And I often just stuck a photo of my dog or preschooler in to fill in the template on the blog platform I was using. I started blogging because I had a reputation of creating really good food without dairy and gluten. So I was getting several emails a week from friends of friends for recipes, advice on sending kids to camp or to school with food allergies, and questions about what on earth we even ate as a family every week. I found I was answering the same questions over and over again, so I decided to put them in an easy-to-access place where I didn't have to repeat myself. Um, I really liked blogging. I loved connecting with people every um, because of my blog and I really love the creative aspect of 
photographing food and creating new recipes every week. I thought that was really great. Um, however, a couple of years ago, I took a little break because I was feeling kind of overwhelmed and that break turned into kind of a long absence. There's a couple reasons I think that happened. Um, one is that when I was trying to create my blog more as a business, I really didn't know what I was doing and I was trying to find information on how to do that. And all the advice out there was, there was just so much about how to clean up your branding and different widgets and platforms and how much you should engage in social media every day. And it got really overwhelming. And I um, got so focused on what I wasn't doing that I ended up not being able to put content on my blog <laughs> in the first place because I ugh, it was just so much stuff. And um, that being said, I don't want to be overwhelmed again, but are there things that really should be on my radar to work on right away? The other reason is that in an effort to get paid as a blogger, I spent a lot of time creating content for other bloggers and for brands. I didn't have the time or energy to create my own stuff, and I didn't know how to um, ask to be paid at a good rate for my work either. I didn't understand how much that was worth. And I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to put a value or dollar amount on your content offered. My earning capacity for my blog has been very haphazard. I've never really known how to capitalize on opportunities that have come my way or how to turn my blog into a business. Um, so I'm looking at where to start from here when I've had a blog for a long time. And now I want to shift the focus a little bit more, but still keep true to the reason I started it in the first place. I'm ready to dive back into blogging. I have three cookbooks I've written that I'd like to know, let people know about. And um, that feeling, that passion to connect again through blogging has been stirring up in me again, but I want to blog smarter this time. I don't wanna just toss whatever I feel like up on my blog, um, but I'd like to have a strategy to build a business out of my blog as well. I'm not really even sure where to start that process. Um, if I should be cleaning up my content, my photos and my branding. Um, and I think I'm looking for another perspective on where to clarify where I can best spend my time and energy and my focus. I have a crazy amount of content. I started blogging in July of 2006. So I have years of posts, which is a little crazy. <laughs> and, um, it will take a really long time to reorganize and clean all that up. Can I just start blogging moving forward and clean up as I go? <laughs> um, or should I think about trying to spruce that up right away? I would like to revamp things um, for my blog where I can make a bit of income through e any book series. I have had several requests um, for certain subjects and I'd like to um, make an ebook series with standalone books or ones that can be packaged together as a bundle. Um, is that a reasonable focus to move forward? Um, what would be the best way to let people know they exist? I'm honestly not sure of the best strategies to turn my blog into a business. Um, I think in flavor combinations more than business plans. So what are the top things I need to consider or should I even be doing to focus my blog and refocus it as a business moving forward. Thanks so much. I can't wait to uh, try to use some of these new strategies. 
All right. Hey, Megan, we're back. I'm super excited for this question from Angela. I know. This is a good one. We I get know. really, really meaty here. I know. I feel like we can dive into all aspects of her life, which is so fun. <laughs> Without her even here. How funny. You know, that. we're armchair quarterbacking her, uh, I know, her right? whole life here. I know, right? Okay. So let's get into the first part, which I feel like is, don't you feel like the overwhelm is? is Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit. So she had this business, business or blog and she's now getting back into it. And it's a lot because I, I think a lot of that overwhelm just comes from us not remembering even sometimes how it was before and then wanting it to change. And then all that builds on itself and life is busy and all that kind of stuff. So where, where would you start if you were on Angela? Well, so this is going to sound a little bit like a broken record because we talked about this during the 90 day, um, kind of our 90 day magical plan episode. But um, I think that I, I have this, this joke, if you will, about, about overwhelm is that the first step to getting out of overwhelm is actually to get more overwhelmed. And what I mean by that is back to this brain dump idea. And I think it's exactly what you just said. I think whenever, I know for me, and but whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's because I have so many different ideas swirling in my head and some self-doubt and some, some regret, like, oh, I shouldn't have taken this long of a break, or I should have done it this way, or no one's going to listen to me. Or, you know, I have all these just different ideas that are swirling around in my head, or maybe this would be a great new idea, or I should launch this thing, or I should do this. And I think that's what the overwhelm is. It's when you have all of these ideas swirling in your head and they're, they don't really have a, they don't really have a, a place or a plan or, or even all the details. Like, is that even true? Is it true that I shouldn't have taken this time out off? Or is it true that I've, completely blown it in my business. Like, is that even true? And so I think the first step to getting out of overwhelm is to do that big brain dump, get all of, get all of those ideas out of your head. Cause there's also something about separating them. Like once they're, once they're not the voice in your head, they're like a tangible thing on paper. So and this is like all the possible blog post ideas everything. and recipes and, even and recipes and even the like, even the, the stories that you're telling yourself, even the like, wow, I really blew it, you know, mm. like even just getting some of that out so that you can look at that. Like, again, you know me, I love post-it notes, but if I, if I have a post-it note that says, um, you know, wow, I really set my business back by taking this break. Mm -hmm. It gives me a chance to like, look at that post-it note and be like, huh, is that really true? You right. I don't, I don't think that's true. But when it's in my head, it's 100% true. Right. You know, because it's like that little voice that's like, you know, picking on you. And I think when it's in your head, you don't even realize sometimes that you it's in your head. It. So you're like blaming it on the fact that like you can't sit down and write an ebook or that the emails aren't going out or that you haven't just written the first blog post or whatever it is. Or you and start blaming it on your kid's school yeah. schedule <laughs> or, you know, why isn't your spouse doing this thing? You know, like that's, and that's where I think like getting them all out. It's like, yeah. So then you start to have like, now you can start to separate, you know, oh, here's some great blog post ideas. Here's are some, here are here are what I think should be my first step for relaunching my business. Here are some negative thoughts that I'm thinking. And, you know, you can kind of segment those out and, and deal with them a little more tangibly. Okay. And so let's, let's go into this because I feel like there's probably people listening who either have ha had a business, maybe not a blog quite as lengthy as Angela's, but have had a business or had an idea for a business, but really got, you know, 
su- is it right to say sucked into this motherhood thing? No, <laughs> um, have gone Side, you know, sidelined by yeah, sidelined by motherhood. Um, and so when you're coming back in, it's like time both feels, I don't know. I always feel like I'm the most productive person ever as a mom, but I'm also very aware of where my time is going and what's happening. So how, how do you know where to start? Like, I feel like that was the second part of her question, right? Like, what is she going to do with this business? So she does all these brain dumps and she has like 150 ideas that are all relevant, right? Like they're all probably great ideas. Yep. How do we know? I guess it's like, how do we know where to start? Yeah. Okay, I know so, my answer, but I want yours. I know. Okay, because I was going to say, I want to hear yours too. Okay, so I've got two. First is go back and listen to our 90-day episode because I think that's the perfect thing when you've got, when you have those, all those different ideas, then you can start like segmenting them out. Like this is where I'm going to start. This is where, this is going to be the next 90 days. This is going to be the next 90 days. But how do you even get to that point? How do you even know what you're going to start with? Yeah. So the thing that I always tell my clients and that I always, and this is for personal, this is for with, this is for your business. This is for what you want to do for your clients. Everything is always start with the results that you're looking for. So always kind of start with the end in mind. So if you know, decide what, when, when, when I'm done with this, and this is again with our 90 days, like in the next 90 days, where do I want to be? Is that, is that, that I need to bring in cash flow? Is it that I want to expand my audience? Is that I want to, you know, increase my readership? Is that I want to re-engage my, you know, past clients? Like what's that, what's that end result? So starting out there, and it can be the end result for, I want my, I want my audience to have 20 new recipes. Like maybe that's the end goal, or maybe it's that I want my family to have X number of dollars in the bank account, you know, it can really be either or both. And then once you really know what you're working towards, then that helps you dictate your strategy because you may choose a different, if you're like, wow, we are in a tight spot here and I really need to get some cash flow coming in the door. The choices that you make and the plan you put in place to get you to that end may be different than you say, I want to show a potential publisher that I've got, you know, 20,000 Facebook fans or whatever it is. So then that's a different strategy, you know? And yes, there may be some overlap, but I think getting really clear on what you want that end result to be, then that helps you, okay, if my end result is cash flow, then which of these ideas are leading me to cash flow? If my end result is audience growth, which of these ideas are leading me to audience growth? Yes. And yeah, I love that. And now I get to be my woo woo self. (laughs) I love it. So I also think that then once we, well, first of all, to get to the point where you really know what that is, because I think that can be confusing, right? Mm -hmm. Do I want, um, you know, of course I want a million followers on Instagram, you know, like, Or, you you know, I feel like it's easy to convince ourselves that we need everything that everybody else around us has. Yes. And so that's where I feel like the balance is really important and being able to be in a grounded space yourself. So Mm -hmm. I happen to know that Angela's a food blogger, so she, you know, eats very well and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like if you can get to an energy. So you're moving your body, you're eating what you're supposed to be eating, you're sleeping, and you can just take a deep breath. Like, you know, intuitively what's supposed to happen next. 
Yep. So oh no book you're going to read, no blog post you're going to read, like nobody outside of you has the answer of what that 90 day end goal is except you. you and I think you forget own that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we forget that when we see what all the possibilities are because they're all so exciting for like five minutes, but you know, right. they, they all seem so possible, but they can't all happen at the same time. Yep. I love that. And I, I think that's so true. And I think, I think about myself and even how I've shifted my own kind of morning routine and kind of the start to my work day. And what I've found is that I actually do really well if I do a little bit, even if it's just on a daily basis, if I do that brain dump or I kind of check in with my to-do list and what kind of needs to be done. And then it's like, I've kind of, again, I've emptied my brain out then I can go for my walk or my hike or do my meditation or do the, the pieces that are going to allow those answers to, to, right. to come to light, you know? So it's like, I kind of need those two. I need to like empty the brain out so that there's space for, for the next thing to come the in. The next thing to come in. Yeah. And then that, the other, I don't know which one should have come first, but then the other thing that I think is really easy um, to overlook or to just not understand as we're changing is that this new version of ourselves, this new project, this new goal we have might be different. Like we might have to go about doing it in a way that's different than anything we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. And I find it so easy to be like, okay, you know, especially because she's just relaunching something she's already done. So it's like, I already used to do these five things. So maybe I start there and do these five things or you know, very often we're a mom and we used to work in corporate and we're maybe stuck there and we don't know that there's another way. So, you know, it's hard to know what to do next. And so we get that intuitive hit of what that thing is, but then what we know how to do to date can't get us there. And so we really have to be open to what those things are that are going to like get us to the next step. But I really feel like you have to do both those pieces that we just said, like of, really just knowing what the next step is. And then all those, all the hows come to us. Like all the tasks come to us after we know what that big picture is. Yeah. But when we start with like, I know I have to write every day and I know I have to post on Instagram every day and I must have to email these people every day. It's like, then it becomes task oriented and very overwhelming Yeah. versus knowing we have to make this amount of money or knowing we want to reach these amount of people or, you know, understanding the impact. Yeah. I kind of liken it to like going on a road trip. Like you kind of have to know where you're driving, like where you're driving to. You don't necessarily have to know like every stop you're going to make along the way, but you have to kind of know what direction you're headed to. Cause that kind of informs like, are we headed to, is it going to be snowing there? Is it going to be a beach? Like it kind of, it informs some of these other decisions you make, but then along the way you can you can kind of have some, some flexibility and freedom, but you kind of have to know, you know, what direction you're headed to, like at the end of it. Yeah. 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 I like that. All right. What were the other pieces of her question that we what were not getting at? Um, she talked about like just the earning potential too. Yeah. And like, she wants to add value, but she also wants to make money. I know. And we feel we can get so hung up as that as women. Oh, mm-hmm. I hate that. I know. Oh gosh. I mean, oh Mia, we could go so many different directions here, right? Because we could talk about money mindset here. We could talk about practicality around making Let's let's get practical and then go into mindset. Yeah. So I think it comes back to 
Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just pull back to the last, our last, because I think this ties together too. Okay. I also think that, and maybe it's women. Um, I tend to work mostly with women. So it's definitely something that I see with my clients, but where we get into a little bit, especially when we have so many good ideas, we get into a little bit of kind of that analysis paralysis where yeah. we can't, we can't make a step forward because we're like, well, maybe I should do an ebook. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I, you know, and we get, and we get stuck and we don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that sometimes it's like, just, just take, like, I actually have it written on like my little felt board right now. It's like, just make the next right decision. Yes. You know, like just take a step. And I think that even comes back to when we're talking about like, well, I want to add value, but I want to make money, but I want to do this and that. And then it's like, okay, well just, just make one forward step, you know, yeah. just make one forward step. And especially if you've kind of thought about what's that result that I want to focus on. And if you've decided that the result you want to focus on is bringing in money, then yeah, there's a million different ideas. And you know what? They're probably all good ideas. You know, yeah, that's or, what I was going to say. They're all right. Like, and yeah. that's what we don't like. It's you can't make, you could, you could make a wrong decision by choosing to do all 20 at the same time, yeah. but that's pretty much all that could go wrong. Our brains, especially, I mean, it's one thing if you're learning a brand new skill, you might do something wrong, but like once you're, you're, our brains are pretty good at editing out the bad choices before they even kind of come to the front, you know? So yes. really all of these things that we've thought of that I could do this, or I could do this. Yeah. You know what? Any of those will probably work. Yes. So then it's just making the decision like, okay, this is the idea I'm going to focus on. And this is because it will get me to this result because it, it aligns with the message. It aligns with the story that I want my brand to tell, you know, all of these other things that we could go into. But I think it's just about like, sometimes it's just kind of putting the stake down in the sand. Yeah. I love it. And I, I was actually like clarifying the question earlier today with Angela and laughing because she was explaining to me about how she meal plans her week, which is something that she's put posted before about. And she puts post-its on the wall and I was like, Oh my God, Megan's, we're going to love this. And she like literally puts like the main course, like she puts, she likes to rotate the protein. So she puts all the proteins and then all like the veggies, and then she rotates them around to make the yeah. meal plan. And I was like, that's ingenious. And like that can make money. Like that's a course you teach people right. how to do that. Cause people are so overwhelmed by meal planning. So it's so like, there's so many ways that you can make money. Like there's no wrong way. You just have to decide and go. And I will say, and sometimes, I mean, I love new ideas and I love like, oh, that's a course, that's a new idea. And I don't know um, Angela's business, you know, intimately, but I also always remind people like double down on what's working too, Yes, you know, because I think we have, because in order to be an entrepreneur, your brain has to function in a, a, a different way. I used to really think like anyone can be an entrepreneur and I don't necessarily think that's true anymore because I think we're a little bit crazy, but yeah. I think like the good side of that is we're really good at coming up with new ideas. And the flip side of that is we tend to kind of like poo poo the old idea. Like, yeah. well, I did this and this was successful, but really I should be doing this. Yeah. I think sometimes, and again, especially if you're just getting back into the flow of things, but you've had a successful business, it's like, what's worked in the past? Yeah. What's well, like, yeah. well, and, and the thing about Angela, she's written three books. She's like an accomplished yeah. author, but then because she worked for a publisher, someone else is making the money. So her initial instinct was make an ebook because she knows how to do that. And it's like, that's right. a great idea because. You've you already read three it. books. You know how to right. do it. And so you just 
package it up in a different way and you have, you know, it, it makes it, e- we, we make our life so hard. We do. We do because we think like, I've got to create something brand new, you know, yeah. and I'm, and I'm notorious for this too. It's like, well, I've got to come up with something completely new. And I just really think whenever I'm working with my clients or with myself too, it's coming back to like, what's already been successful. What do you yeah. already have done? What can we package together? What can we bundle? What can we, you know, rebrand? What can we spruce up a little? Can you add, you know, can you add a video component to something you already have and, and, and then release it as for something? Yeah. No, Cause our instinct is always like redesign the website and like, right. re, you know, redo everything and make everything new. And that just, that adds so much time and, you know, and it comes up all the time in, in wellness as well. It's interesting. I was just like making this analogy in my head, but like, we know the things that make us healthy. Like we know everything. Like we know that we're supposed to drink more water and eat more vegetables. And like, we've been taught this since we were like in kindergarten, yet all these fads happen and we're like, oh shoot, we have to learn about that thing. And yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's just how our, how our brains work. And I think it's also how like society, both whether we're talking business, whether we're talking nutrition, I think that's how social media and society is kind of set up right now. It's like, you know, cause you could scroll through Facebook on any given day and you're going to find a post that's like, this is the best new diet plan or this is the best new business. Like everybody's doing eBooks. Everybody's doing, you know, if you're not on YouTube, you're not, you know, like you're going to find that every day that you jump on social media. And if you are not kind of grounded in like what you said, like, this is the the, the right decision for me, and you're going to get pulled in all those different directions too. Yeah. And then that feels overwhelming. Yeah. So that's what we all have to do. We have to go back to that. We just have to go back to what that goal is. And we have to figure out that out for ourselves. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. every once in a while it pops in. Like, I mean, I believe like I hear an idea and it pops in for a reason, but, mm-hmm. but then I know, like, then I, I know in my core, like I can, like I can, you can tell the you difference between something that you're like, Oh my God, I need that now. Like that bright, shiny objects. And that like, like panic that energy feeling. is so yep. different. Cause you're like panicked. You've like missed the boat and you're two weeks too late to like ever have that audience. Right. But when you hear, you can definitely like hear things from the world that you're meant to like assimilate into your life. And, and just to say this too, because I think this is super important, especially if you're not used to kind of tapping into your own intuition and like hearing your own voice. Um, this is where I do think I don't recommend crowdsourcing your ideas, right? Like asking someone else, like, well, what should I do? But, um, it, you know, in this case in what we're talking about, but sometimes, you know, a friend or, you know, as someone that you trust, like talking through your idea out loud because then it's just, it's like entering your body a different way, right? Like your idea isn't in your head, it's entering your body through your ear. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes when you hear yourself explaining it to someone or someone else will just say, will ask you a clarifying question and that will just like, oh, you're right. That's what I need to do. They didn't actually give you the answer, yeah. but they just kind of helped you come to it. So if you are feeling really stuck, you know, talk it out with someone. Yeah, I love that. And just let, and tell them to listen in advance. Just talk it out with yeah. the right person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes yeah. that's not your spouse. <laughs> right. My best friend and I have that. We have that like disclaimer, like when we're going to have a conversation, it's like, okay, do you need me? Do you need advice here? Or do you need me to just listen and agree? Like which, which conversation are we having? <laughs> such, such a good question. I love right? that. Everyone yeah. should have that 
question and answer before a conversation. Yep. So good. Exactly. All right. So I think that that's what we've got for Angela. Is this true? I think so. Yeah. I'm super excited to see what she comes up with. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think we're all, we might all want her ebook or whatever yeah. she comes up with. Right. Because yeah, I know it's going to be fabulous. Well, I'll go check yeah. out her blog. But I think so, the big, the big overarching thing is just take a step back, yeah. you know, take a step back, take a few deep breaths, trust that you know the right answer. And, and, you know, just after you've gotten it all out of your head, after so you've gotten it all out of, your, out of head. your head and then take steps toward the thing that you know that you want. Yeah. 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 And just take that next right step. Yeah. And we can all apply that to so many aspects of our life today. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I was, I'm going to do that this afternoon. <laughs> I know. Me too. All right. So whoever else has questions, you can go ask them at plansimplemeals.com slash ask. That's in the show notes as well. I hope we helped you, Angela. Um, and that's all I got. Do you have anything more? No, I'm super excited. This is I know, so I'm fun. I can't wait to, to do more questions. questions. I know. Exactly. It goes really. <laughs> Family, wellness, work, it's all good. All right. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for having me. I'll see you soon. All right, you guys. I hope you loved that Q&A session with Megan. It's been so much fun to dive into these questions with her. So at the end of every episode, every normal episode, not this series, I always end with three doable changes so that you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Now, I wasn't quite certain that I was going to do this with these episodes, but somehow we ended up with three doable changes for this episode. So I'm going with it. And I would love to know what you think. So head on over to Instagram and find this episode and just put in the comments, yes, doable changes or no doable changes in the comments so that I know if this is something that resonates even for these episodes. All right. I need your input on this one. So here we go. And before we go, actually, the reason behind these doable changes is to take what you've heard and put it into action. And the idea is, is that by choosing one thing, you can really commit to it and you can plan for it. So you can put actions in your calendar that move you toward this one thing. And in doing that, you can find the space to actually put on a different kind of hat with habit change. You can experiment, you can play, you could even have some fun. That's the idea behind these doable changes. So I'm going to give you three and my recommendation is always for you to choose one a week. All right. Number one from this episode, know the results you want before you take the next step or even create a plan. Think about what results you want. If you know where you're headed, you can make better decisions about how you choose to spend your time, your money, and other resources. So right now, get clear on your results. And we talked business with Angela, but this could be about a health goal, a parenting goal, a relationship goal, self-care goal. This could really be about anything, but you've got to get clear on what you want. All right, number two, make the right next move. Are you paralyzed by all the things that you could do or feel like you should do? I know I am. Or by all the steps that you need to do to get to your goal because there might be thousands. Here's the deal. You can't think about all those steps. Make one decision. What is the one thing that you need to do? The one thing that you can do today that will move you toward your big goal? I want you to decide 
I want you to write it down and I want you to do it. And then you just repeat that process. All right, make the next right move. Number three, listen to yourself. Most of the time, even when you're overwhelmed or feeling really uncertain, you know what you want and need to do. It is in you. We offer a few ways to listen to yourself. So you can try to get really quiet. This might mean meditate or going for a walk or doing a big brain dump and then covering it up so you can breathe into the space in your head. And I want you to listen to what your intuition tells you. Say what you're going to do and notice how your body feels. Do you tense up or do you light up? That's a clue. Or literally listen to yourself. Megan suggests talking to a good friend, one who can listen without advising. That's really important because sometimes just hearing yourself say an idea out loud gives you clarity. It's not about your friend. It's not about her feedback. It's about your clarity. So pick one of these tools and try listening to yourself next time you feel overwhelmed or just daily for a week, I'd say, if this is your, your experiment for the week. Really try tuning in and listening to yourself, not the peanut gallery that exists around you. All right, you guys, I will see you guys on Wednesday on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.